Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Heart Obsession Podcast. I'm one half your host and duo, JP Nunez. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean? I am a bean burrito. I don't know what that means. I'm just here. Oh, I mean, I know what a bean burrito is. <laughs> so are you saying you're you're delicious? I am delicious, oh, JP. That, that, I am delicious and nutritious. Nutritious, and maybe not Ready so to much. talk about The Conjuring versus Insidious. Oh, I Go can't wait. nine rounds with this mother right here. Only nine? Oh, I'm going to knock you out in three. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did I what, Sean? You don't even Did know. Did I what? You don't even know. You're not even ready. I, I was, I was born ready, ready for, this. for this. All right. Oh, okay. I was born All a right. Conjuring fan. Fine, JP, 80s. right now. <laughs> back, back in the eighties, did you know? Okay, did you know? Um, so when I was at Chattanooga Fest last week, one they were doing these uh, secret midnight screenings. Mm-hmm. Um, they were called Red Eye screenings. They they weren't new movies; they were old movies. Like I saw Campfire Tales. They did like Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. um, the old old one, and then um, one of the movies was a Conjuring movie from the mm. 90s that has Lorraine and Ed Warren in it and I had no idea this movie existed until then <laughs> so it was a straight to TV movie in the 90s uh was it was it called the conjuring no okay but it, it was so it was just like about the Warrens guys? it was called the haunted it was called the haunted okay okay it took me forever to find yeah, straight from the like uh, '90s. I watched maybe five minutes of the movie. They put them on at midnight, so mm-hmm. I really didn't have time to watch them while I was trying to, you know, go to bed and then do work the next day. So mm-hmm. otherwise, there wouldn't have been any uh, reviews up on- <laughs> online had I just stayed up all night and watched uh, films yeah. at Chattanooga. But um, yeah, so uh, I I just got a kick out of it that that came up like right before this. So was it was was it about the Warrens then? Yeah, it's basically like the first Conjuring movie. Like this family moves into a house, and okay, they have to call Lorraine and Ed. Oh wow! Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised because I mean they're, they're they're you know for all the you know yeah controversial, but they're they're big you know in the paranormal world. They're they're well known figures. So like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, they're, I mean, they were paranormal I mean, detectives. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of the pioneers of the whole thing. So. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, they, that, let's face it. That's that's sort of where we get the X Files and everything else too. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I mean, it has to come from someplace. Yeah, and that's likely yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, what have you got going on this week? Anything interesting in in the horror world that's caught your eye? Well, I think as of this, uh, if I can, if I can get my button gear and finish it up. I should have a piece on Screamers out by the time that this uh, podcast release. Uh, so, um, you know, we're doing that. My, I'm kind of pushing this a little, too, because we've been talking about this for the last few weeks. But um, we're doing that Thursday uh, trash cinema mm-hmm. sort of um, uh, piece. So uh, people can look out for that because I'm, I'm doing one on Screamers because I think that the onset of AI and um, a lot of the stuff that that movie deals with is actually oddly... Uh, timely right now in you know 30 years removed from from the film so uh it's uh it's gonna be an interesting piece and i'm wondering what people are gonna think of it um 
other than that, I mean, it's really just been me doing film festivals. I did uh, Chattanooga two weeks ago, and then I did um, So Home uh, Horror Pride Festival over the weekend. Uh, for I still have a couple pieces left I, I might do on them. Um, I just haven't had the time to sort of get it down on paper because uh, July 4th is... Uh, Turns out pretty busy. So yeah, yeah, that's that's you know just a busy day where we're all do busy, busy like four days. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> oh, like man. Jesus, it just like went by. How about you? Yeah. Uh, so there, there's some yeah. interesting stuff going on. Um, so uh, I reviewed this movie called Shin Ultraman. Um, my review came out uh, about two weeks ago or so. Um, so Ultraman is this, he's like a, he's a giant alien robot. Not, I mean, not really a robot, but he, he kind of looks like a robot. Um, so he's kind of part of that, that whole like Japanese kaiju kind of. Yeah. Robot. He's like outer space kaiju. Yeah. Basically, yeah, you. you know, um, yeah. And he's a huge, huge franchise with tons of movies and TV shows. And, oh and yeah. Just did a, a, I used to watch. I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. That okay. Voltron, okay. you know, yeah, yeah. and then Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Eventually, yeah, it, it, so it's, it's all that you know. that that same kind of stuff. Uh, so they just did a new reboot called Shin Ultraman, um, and it's fantastic. I thought the the kaiju stuff was great. The characters were were really likable. The story was was awesome. Um, so if if you guys are fans of that kind of stuff, um, I'd highly recommend this movie. Um, it's by the same people who did Shin Godzilla. So if you've seen that one, like that Godzilla reboot, you can kind of get an idea of what this one's like. There's there's a lot of talking. It's like, don't go into it expecting all kaiju action all the time. But it's good talking. So, so It's good talking. <laughs> I like when we have good yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's good. Good talking is good. Um, bad talking it, is bad. Bad talking is no good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting thing is... Um, uh, so Pluto started a Godzilla channel, Pluto TV, the streaming service. Yeah, which is interesting. They they've got pretty much all the Japanese Godzilla movies. Uh, the they don't have the new MonsterVerse ones. Um, they have pretty much all the Japanese ones. I think they're only missing two of them, if I remember correctly. Um, then they have all the Mothra movies on there too, as well as the the the, the animated series that's a sequel to the '98 Sony movie. Now. Now that's really interesting because the ninety. 98- oh, that yeah, that was a uh, yeah, that there was a. Uh, I remember yeah, that. That was like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- that series is really interesting because the Sony movie, like the, one of the biggest, probably the biggest knock-on that most people have, is that the monster in it isn't really Godzilla, and that's completely right. Like that monster is not Godzilla. Like he has the name, sure, but it, it's it's a different character. But the Godzilla in the show. Which is so? At, if you remember, at the end of that movie, there's like this one little Godzilla baby hatched out of the egg, and so that's the Godzilla in the show. And this creature is much more like actual Godzilla. Um, he's he's worthy to carry the Godzilla name. So I would I I've, I haven't seen a ton of the show, but I've seen a few episodes, and it's it's pretty good. Um, so I'm excited to get a chance to check out some more of that. Um. Another thing is that, uh, so I never thought I would say this, but Vinegar Syndrome is starting to become one of my favorite boutique Blu-ray labels. 
There we and, go. And, and See, when I say vinegar you're syndrome, catching on. I'm including also <laughs> their partner labels. Uh, yeah, their partner labels. I, to be honest, it's mostly their partner labels, but not entirely. So, like, they they recently, re- you know, uh, just announced what they've got coming up next later this month. Uh, the next, yeah, I think it's all later this month. Um, they got some really great stuff coming out. So, like Falcon Lake, which uh, I, I reviewed mm-hmm. a, a, I don't know, a month or two ago or so. Remember, I talked about it here on the podcast. I think it has a dollop of horror. Uh, yeah, the dollop, <laughs> the dollop movie. Awesome yes, movie. Uh, yeah, I've already purchased nice, it. JP. Nice. I told you I had that subscription yeah, back yeah. a while ago, and uh, yeah, I. I they're so they're having it's subscriber week on vinegar syndrome yeah, and they, like everything is like an extra half off and and all this and so i bought a lot of stuff and yeah, they also have they have, have the harbor uh, say that which, which yeah i saw that that was another partner release yeah yeah um yeah we both really yeah, like that, that. There, there was a few that um this month uh it looked like we had seen or you had or one of us had mm-hmm. seen and, and had mentioned to the other. So yeah, it was, it was a weird month like that. Like I also just picked up hypochondriac and uh, Calvair, which are both okay. on partner. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think I've seen either uh, labels that I had. Oh, hypochondriac is, is good. I ended up seeing that at a festival okay. probably about a year ago mm-hmm. and um, I just really enjoyed it. And Calvair is a, uh, I think it's like 25 years old. I want to say, mm-hmm uh french film uh french new wave cinema uh ex- extremity so mm-hmm. yeah. uh definitely not for everybody but i mm-hmm. i tended to enjoy it so I, I picked up a copy okay great great yeah so they've got some you know they, they also have uh the outwaters which is a movie that i haven't seen yet um you haven't not yet no i haven't i have um i don't have screen box so i haven't had a chance to, to check it out yet um, I will at some point. I will before the summer's over. I will find a way to watch it. So I think it's funny because you're you're a found footage guy. Like from from what I know, you really enjoy. I, I wouldn't say I'm a found footage guy. I, I mean, there are some found footage movies I love. I feel like you everything that I I feel like a lot of the articles that I've seen you do are you know like um, what Paranormal Activity like, like is what? is the best okay. horror. I, I think I've the seen scary. Did, didn't you do? Uh, I thought you did like a best found footage too, didn't you? No, that was me. Oh, I thought that was you. Okay. For some reason, I just associated that with you. I just figured, I just thought I'd seen a few things with that were found footage related under your. Yeah, not, not really. Um, I'm I, I mean, found footage, like, I have nothing against it. And when it's done well, like, I think it really, it really works. Um, but I'm not particularly huge on it, more so than. I, 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 I don't like it more than traditional, you know, narrative style. No, I think I think found uh, footage like, is super. You know, uh, I I think it's. I think if you can pull it off and you can do it the right way, I think it's definitely worth it. There have been a few. It's, it's great. Yeah. Recently, that I've had trouble with because they're not actually like they're saying they're found footage movies, but they're not actually found footage. Like, you know what I mean? Like they sort of have their own angles and whatever after the fact and that kind of gets me and then when i watch somebody you know um i i can't say any specifics because the movie's not out yet but uh somebody invited me to watch uh, a movie of theirs and um 
uh, found footage film and I watched it, enjoyed the hell out of it. And, uh, the thing is, is like, it's real. Like it's, it feels like a real found footage. Like it's all camera based. There's no like extra places. The camera doesn't like all of a sudden get up and like walk away because a ghost is carrying it or something to like forward the narrative. I'm like, can we do found footage as found footage and try not to like, if you want to go the other way, just don't call it a found footage movie. I'm okay with that. But you know, that's, that's my found footage, man. Um, but no, the, the, movie in due time we'll talk about because it it was quite good and we'll uh it will probably i'll probably mention it on here when it does come out but outwaters um what's really funny about that is that is like the first movie that i actually got invited to like (laughs) to go see at a theater with like because i yeah because i do you know this stuff so uh it was it was something for me like it's one of those like uh i'll never forget the outwaters because you know that was, that was very nice of Screenbox. Thanks, oh, nice, Screenbox. Nice. Um, so yeah, nice. yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. All right, cool. Um, I think that's good enough. You think that's good enough? Okay, so like you ready? Yeah. You're ready for the boxing match, right? You want me to ring the bell or what? I am. Yep. Go All for right. it. Ding, ding, ding. The end all be all debate of which is better, Conjuring or Insidious. Uh. I know I'm team Insidious, which means JP is team Conjuring because we never agree on much there of anything. There was that one movie. Uh, except Moon Garden. <laughs> go see, yeah, go see Moon yeah. Garden. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So I don't know. How do you want to do this? Because this is the first time we've ever done like this in this yeah, sort of yeah. setting. When we, when we first did this, it was all over mm-hmm. text and Discord. Right, right. <laughs> this is... Uh, a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so if you want, I can I can make my case for the Conjuring, and then you can try to uh, try to rebut it, even though you're not going to be able to. But you know, we can try. <laughs> <laughs> you say so, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I guess we okay. can do it that way. That's fine. All right, cool. Uh, so, why the Conjuring is objectively a better movie than Insidious? Uh, so there are a few things here. Um, well, basically it comes down to the conjuring does pretty much everything better than insidious. Um, it has better characters. Uh, you like the characters more. Uh, so for example, like insidious, uh, Patrick Wilson's character, the father, he's this, he's this like weird kind of, kind of a deadbeat dad, but kind of a good dad. What? Yeah. Or no, 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 not not a deadbeat dad, a deadbeat husband, where he like ignores his wife, doesn't believe her. One night he lies, and so he has to stay late at work when he doesn't have to, just there doing who knows what. But he also, at other times, clearly loves her. It's kind of weird. He's kind of a hard character to like. <laughs> How many? Uh, okay, uh, this is a personal question, JP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have a girlfriend? Currently, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, okay, you continue. <laughs> oh, that's what you thought. Okay, okay. Well, no, I, I mean, from the, from the perspective of a movie, it's just, it's just inconsistent. And, and yes, people in general are inconsistent. I get that. But, but in a movie, I think you want at least a little bit more consistency than what we get in Insidious with that character. 
Okay, so your one of your main problems with it is that relationship. The relationship between a husband and wife is a little no, no, more no. realistic in the film. No, 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 no. It's not that it's realistic. It's that it's that the guy. It, it, it's, it's no. It's not that it's realistic. It's that the guy is this this weird mix of 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 a good and bad of a good of a good guy and a bad guy, and he's he he's a hard and it, it, it's not that I think he's a bad character per se. He's just not a very likable one, and okay, yeah, but I, okay, so uh, all right, so not a likable character. That's mm-hmm. that's fine. I mean, I think right. we see that a lot in horror, regardless. Um, right. But okay, so if we're comparing Patrick Wilson characters in in both films, um, I will say that his character is be- is probably better rounded in Conjuring. I think okay, mm-hmm. I'll give you that. I'll mm-hmm. concede right. that point. Um, First but, of many. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, you just wait. Um, <laughs> but what I what I don't think is, I don't think that you could be like, oh, this is the relationship aspect. I mean, we're also looking at two different eras. We're looking at uh, 1950s versus like a modern era relationship. So mm-hmm. basically, uh, they're also sort of like, like, they're not really church people, but they're inundated with the church. Like, there's a whole lot more to that sort of, Wait, feeling in of conjuring in conjuring yeah in okay. conjuring he yeah okay. like i mean they go and they see the father and, and they um mm-hmm. they that's sort of where they get their cases it's sort of a weird x-files thing that they've got going on yeah. um then um in insidious it's you know it's a little more disconnected because it, it what i think is funny is that they both do the same thing like insidious just seems like uh the conjuring if you took the family and you took the Warrens and you put them together like for a good chunk of it like and then that you get the the paranormal people that come in later and then they take over sort of the Warrens aspect but um for the first half of the movie right because you get Patrick Wilson's character and you've got the you've sort of got this relationship going on between those two people and I mean you kind you kind of see it uh in the parents in the conjuring as well right mm-hmm. so the they're moving into a new house. Both, both families are moving into mm-hmm. a new house. Right, um, right. Instead of the, the basement, it's the attic. <laughs> like mm-hmm. There's just like these little inconsistencies from both movies, because I really just think James Wan was like, Hey, what if we redid that with you guys? Like, so, fine. Um, yeah. So th- th- what happens is uh, Ron Livingston's character in uh, Conjuring leaves mm-hmm. his wife and his wife ends up, you know, all that like gets taken over or whatever. And in insidious it's, he leaves them and stuff starts happening in the house. Uh, Patrick Wilson's character leaves mm-hmm. in insidious and stuff starts happening in the house. And it's sort of the same thing. It's like, it really is a very similar film. Only insidious was first. And that's why it's better. Uh, you're right. That insidious was first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think uh, the fathers of the families are are nearly as similar as you're talking about because I, I mean yes they they do in a sense leave their families but it's for very different reasons so they both go out so, to work yes but the dad and the conjuring has to work to make money to provide for the family whereas. Whereas the dad in Insidious, I mean, granted, he goes off to work, you know, just in general, but, but there's also that scene where he calls his wife 
and says he has to stay late when he doesn't have to. So that's something that the dad in The Conjuring never does. Yes, and because that, it's a modern relationship. That's literally what we're talking about here is that it's a modern relationship where, yeah, they right. might be having troubles. They literally just left a situation to come into this house. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. But but their their marital troubles really don't factor into the movie. You just see some remnants of it. All right, if we want to talk about shit that doesn't factor into a movie, let's right. go back to The Conjuring because go for it. One of my one of my biggest notes here is that the Warrens are unnecessary before the 40-minute mark in that movie. They are absolutely not a part of that film. It's all about the parents moving into the into the thing, but because of some really good editing mm-hmm. and because they didn't want to like shove everything together, this movie becomes uh cutting back and forth. It starts with the Annabelle scene, which really isn't all that necessary. I mean, it's not uh, necessary, get the, but, but it's a good introduction. We get that Annabelle scene later, and that's only, but yeah, but that's only to further a franchise, man. Come on. Um, is it, though? It really is. You, they you do think the, the Annabelle think stuff, doing the Marvel come thing? on. You really think that, it's it's a franchise move. It's literally like, oh, we'll set this thing up mm. so that we can do it later. Like, mm, come on. It's it's Iron Man, it's, the, it's, it's introducing the Tesseract, you know, like. And then going, oh, don't worry. There's there's going to be but... four more Avenger movies or three more Avengers mm, movies. Um, okay. For the sake of argument, I'll give you that. So then, uh, yeah. So thanks to good editing and storytelling, realistically speaking, um, they are introduced early into the film and then cut in to sort of pace out what's happening at the parents' home. Um all honesty they don't show up in the movie until 45 minutes in like they are unnecessary in the film before the 45 minute mark when they okay. show up at the parents house or okay. whether i'm not not the parents house but at the uh the, but, uh, the, the, the place and yeah. they meet the mother and yeah yeah okay so what why is that a problem you're talking about unnecessary things in a film no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not my problem with the city what, what, what the reason i bring that up is because it is because you're defending the character by talking about their marital problems. I'm but not defending I'm saying, the character. I'm defending the film. That's that's my right, job. That's well, why I mean, I'm on no, the side. no, no. I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> I, what I mean is you're defending the the portrayal of the character in the movie by yeah. by appealing to their marital problems. But my point is that is that their marital problems don't justify portraying him that way because their marital problems have nothing to do with the movie. Like, like you, you, you get hints of it here and there, but it really has, it doesn't factor into the story in any way. So it sort of does. So um, between, okay. So between the fact that they're on the outs, they're on the outs, they've moved into this place to kind of save the marriage. All right. That's what we get okay. from the, the entire thing that's going on here. And then besides that, we have a hurt child. All right. Which factors in to the idea that maybe if the dad is a deadbeat dad, you know, people might see it in a certain light, but on top of that, like it never really goes that way, but like, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's sort of, mm. um, then on top of that, we have this odd past from this character. He's never been able to tell her the truth. He's never been able to be truthful with anybody because he is missing a good chunk of his memory from what happened to him when he was a kid. What do you mean? He's never been able to tell what do you mean he's never been able to tell anybody the truth? Like when does Because he doesn't remember that? it. He has to go through hip he has to go through I mean, he, doesn't re- he doesn't remember that part of it, but that 
has nothing to do with him, you know, lying to his wife saying he has to stay 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 late at work when he doesn't have to. The idea two completely is he's different keeping things. Secrets, whether he knows it or not. I think that's a bit of a stretch. I hey, I, I think that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> that, and whether he's keeping secrets, whether he knows it or not. I mean, come on. That, that is, I think we're just. But okay, fine, fine, fine. If you don't want to go with that, I still think it's a modern relationship aspect. I think that we're looking at some because okay, even the Warrens in the nineteen fifty seven part, like what is their like what is their like back and forth? Their back and forth is oh, she had a bad time at the exorcism. Like that's that's mm-hmm. their thing. And you go, oh, can we know more about that? And they're like. Not, not really. No. Well, we don't need to know more about it because that, because that's scary. It's like, oh, oh what happened oh, there? Oh, we you don't know. need to know more about that. Like, it's okay that it's okay that we don't get to know more about that in the Conjuring, but because it's an Insidious, if, okay. Because what's an Insidious? What, what? Because because Insidious, we don't get that from the relationship. Uh... Wait, we don't get what from the relationship? It's the same thing, man. It is not the same thing. It is the, whole, the same. The whole point. The whole you point have, of not knowing about the exorcism and the conjuring is is, is, is oh, that it feeds an into era the heart. Mystery. It you may, don't think yes, it's it an era mystery. You don't think it's an era mystery not to know anything about what's going on there. About their their marital troubles. That's not. Yeah. That's not part of the horror in the movie. That is not part of the horror. Anything. It has to add to the appeal of the film. How does it add to the appeal of the movie if it doesn't actually play into the story in any way, shape, or form, or into the horror, or into the experience at all? Whereas, it, whereas in the in the Conjuring, it feeds into the experience because it feeds into the horror, and it's a horror movie. It's so it just believable. Makes it scary. You you think that people are just living life like you think that people that are married are just having like great lives together all the time? No, no, of course well, not. There's a divorce rate. Of That's course a- not. <laughs> No, it's just a part of the film. Does it need to be there? No, but there's plenty of shit in The Conjuring that doesn't need to be there. Okay, okay. I, I Okay, let, 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 <laughs> there's this. There's this. So, so just the, the idea that they're having marital problems is not my issue. Like that, if, 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 if James Wan That's fine. and Lee Bunnell wanted to put anyway. that into the movie, great. You know, just, you know, fleshing out the characters, building them up, whatever, fine, fine. But my problem is that the dad in the family is just an unlikable character. And and I don't think that their marital problems justify him being unlikable. So I don't think I've ever found him to just be unlikable. I don't really think that I ever think about I don't really think he's, that I think about the characters in, in one way or the other so much. Like I guess it's just sort of like they're there. Like I don't mm-hmm. I, I I don't really like him or dislike him. I suppose. Mm. I, I, well, I, I I don't disagree with you. Like he he's not a completely unlikable character. He's just not particularly likable. Like you said, he's kind of just there. And I think if you didn't have that weird, that kind of being a bad husband, or maybe not weird, but if you just had, if you, if you didn't have that that you know marital problems, him being a bad husband and whatnot, he would be a much more likable character. Whereas in The Conjuring. You know, because he's just a he's just a straight up good guy. He's a very likable character. Oh, it's not just because he's straight up good guy. Yeah, but other he's, reasons too. But he's, he's just a, he's a very likable so, character. So what? Make him more complex. Do Don't leave him po- like he's poised that way. He's put in a position where he's first of all uh, a ghost hunter and a kook and uh, uh, no, 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 no. I, know, I, working I, for no. the church, like he's no, 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 positioned no. I mean, to be like, hey, I'm, I'm, all right, how are you? I'm not talking about the the about. Uh, the Warren guy. I'm talking about the uh, 
uh, the, the Ron Livingston, the father character. of the Perrinson family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, 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 um, he's a much more likable character. Like whenever he's on yeah, screen, he's also, I enjoy seeing him. He's, he's a Roger, good, Roger Perrinson. Yeah. Roger, yeah. Sure. Uh, so, so my thing with Roger is that I, I guess I just like likable, fine fine okay i'll give you i'll give you ron livingston first of all i think ron livingston is a likable guy and everything well yeah I just saw him, uh, that's part of it and, yeah i just saw him in campfire tales which was one of the late night movies of chattanooga and uh the it's he likable in that too like just just office space whatever i don't care what i'm watching mm-hmm. him i like ron livingston as a character mm-hmm. i like him in pretty much everything but the idea is like if you're really arguing for the fact that roger is a is a better character than Patrick Wilson's character is in Insidious. I think that we're really comparing the silliest of things because Ro- like Roger is wallpaper and in conjuring. Like really what does he what does he add? What does he do in that movie? He adds as much he's as just the supportive, marital, like he's at, I mean he's part of the family, you know? Like he just So is Patrick Wilson there. in Insidious. What are we arguing? I'm not, this, I, I, I'm not saying he shouldn't this. be there. I'm not saying he shouldn't <laughs> I'm not saying Patrick Wilson shouldn't be in Insidious. I'm just saying that you know, in general the characters in The Conjuring are better than their counterparts in Insidious and the first example I brought up was the fathers of the families, and 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 I think if you go around, you know, the entire cast is like that too. I think in general, the parent family is more likable than the got their names in Insidious. So for me, the biggest aspect of Insidious that makes it a a more likable film, like that mm-hmm. I find is just far more enjoyable, is the fact that we know what's happening, we know who it's happening to. And we we feel like from the start, there's a sense of both morose dread and mm-hmm. uh, urgency, uh, because it's ha- especially because it's happening to a child. Um, mm-hmm. When we're watching Conjuring, we don't un- we don't know who it is until like the last act of the film. Like we don't know who like who is what. Like we get there's clues along the way, well, it, I guess. But there's the family in general. I mean, yeah, it, it's yeah, you it's know, more so but, the mother. But who does it happen? Like who who gets possessed? Like so she gets possessed, but the entire family is being haunted. Yes. But so it's the family. Man. It's I mean that I mean that that's every haunted house movie ever, but that's just, I know. That's just well, the that's subgenre. my point. Well that's my point. So Conjuring is every haunted house movie ever. Oh, of it's course, it's just really well a Medieval Exorcist um, and Poltergeist pretty much rolled into one, right? Like that's that's what mm-hmm. we're watching here, and not to like and not to knock it, but Insidious really is sort of like the pre-base version of Conjuring. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just it happened just a few years before the other one. Mm-hmm. They're right, they're right. very similar films, like down to the characters and everything. Mm-hmm. So the the thing that i have with it though is that the the big difference is the third act like i told you right Mm. before we got on Mm -hmm. when i'm watching the conjuring this week i the third act just doesn't it doesn't hold me anymore because it's the Mm. same third act that everything else does it's this it's that i'll give you the third act of the conjuring is not nearly as good as the first two acts yeah I'll give you that. Yeah, I I do think like I think the terror in the um the what's under the bed scene uh, when she gets pulled with the the um, from the foot, a lot of the setup stuff 
in in the mm-hmm. conjuring in the the clapping the um mm-hmm. the clap tag or whatever whatever they called it yeah uh, um, hide and clap i think hide and clap yeah. uh that i find fantastic uh especially mm-hmm. when she you know she's sitting there in the uh the dark uh um, basement I, staircase i wish like, the trailers didn't ruin that 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 scene no, well you that's know, the thing that i hadn't so seen great. that trailer oh, i was man. sitting in the i was sitting in the theater the night that it was mm-hmm. like it was they previewed it or showed it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and then the two hands just come out. Holy shit. I like <laughs> lost it. I, I can imagine. <laughs> I can ima- man, that that's probably the, that's probably the only scene in a trailer that I genuinely regret seeing. You know, I mean, yeah, there are no, others I, that I, I get it. Ideally, you know, if I could, if I hadn't seen that, you know, it would have been better, but this is the only one that I genuinely regret seeing. In the trailer. Yeah. So, like beyond that, like after those, like those two scenes for me, like they, they fucking crush it. And like I said, the mm-hmm. editing and the uh, storytelling up until like the end of the second act, I think are fantastic. The, like, everything is just cut and, and and just done up so well. But then when they try to bring the Warrens kid back into the storyline and do the Annabelle thing, I think that that goes sideways. I don't think that that's necessary at all. I think that that is just sort of a side plot at that point. Like, oh, the ghost is attacking my family. The ghost Mm. left the house for five minutes to go attack my daughter. Like, Mm. I'm like, why is a scene in the movie? Like, I, like I sit there and I go, okay, fine. It's, it's creepy. There's the lightning, there's the lady in the chair and, and Annabelle's head turning and stuff like that. It's creepy as fuck and all that stuff. I get it. But is it necessary to the storyline? It absolutely no, is not. not. It yeah, just, I'll, lo- I'll it that just that elongates too. the movie like by like mm-hmm. 15 minutes. And I'm like, I just don't know why this is here. Um, mm-hmm. But furthermore, like when we get like insidious, the third act of insidious is so freaking well done. Um, the the whole red door going through it, trying to get his kid back. Like for for me, it's it's kid stuff. Like if you bring kids into a film like that, like where their soul or their uh, life or whatever is at stake, my god! Like it's just for some reason, it's just so much more harrowing. Like uh, mm-hmm. and that Wait, that was kind of that's the that's the thing for me. It's like so Lily Taylor does a great job in The Conjuring. Um, mm-hmm. as the mom, but like when we get to her scene in the basement where she's going after her kid, uh, and like it's fine, it's it's good, it's under they're under the house, and she's got the knife to the kid's throat, and she's and then we go into the oh remember the day at the beach, remember the day at the beach, yeah, yeah, oh, come yeah. on, you gotta remember. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, I'll give you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just. I guess my thing with the conjure is that it's just more wholesome. And like, I'm like, I'm not, I just, I want to see stupid shit. I guess I just want to have the thrill ride without, without the moral uh, Mm -hmm. obligation, I guess. Well, it's not a moral obligation. I mean, well, what do you mean moral obligation? Okay. So like, Oh, okay. Well, let's put it, (laughs) let's, let's put it as bluntly as possible. Go for it. If, if the film had ended, with Carolyn Perrin just like slitting that girl's throat and going after everybody else in the family, would that be? Would that have been a more exciting film? <laughs> mm, I mean, like all it, of a sudden, it's the Evil Dead. The third act of The Conjuring becomes the Evil mm-hmm. Dead. I mean, it it, it 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 exciting. Sure, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is it likely? No, of course no. not. There's a real good mm-hmm. arc going on there. Like I get mm-hmm. it. Like, but mm-hmm. 
like if I just want like sometimes I just want a movie to take that like just veer off and take the left turn that nobody sees coming. And that mm-hmm. I think is the perfect opportunity to just be like, you know, oh remember the beach. No. <laughs> you know, like that's it, you know? Okay. I that I I I, <laughs> I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. But but for me, my 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 view of the conjuring is kind of the opposite. Like in an era where so many horror movies try to be dark and dour and you know kind of more more quote unquote realistic in that sense i find just the 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 for lack of a better term the the uplifting goodness of the conjuring really refreshing you know and you're right and that's the thing is i don't hate the conjuring like Mm -hmm. for as much as they were going over this debate like obviously i've taken Mm -hmm. a side and i'm going to to defend (laughs) it with all of Of course but um no i don't hate the conjuring i think the conjuring is still a very good film as a matter of fact i think technically it may actually be the better film like as a technical whole but mm-hmm. in terms of rewatchability and fun i have so much more fun watching insidious like mm-hmm. just from the little things in the background too like where like in the conjuring it happens a little bit but they kind of want you to see it like um it's more pointed it's more like uh the 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 thing you know when the drapes trapes behind carolyn's uh head while she's looking in the mirror uh doing the the music box there with uh, her daughter oh yeah um and there's that uh obviously all the ghost stuff is just sort of there when uh lorraine shows up and and takes over mm-hmm. um i i kind of want more I, I like the subtlety in insidious where there's just like people standing in the house. And if you're really paying attention, you just see it. Um, and then as the movie gets further and further in, those things become closer and much more, you're, you're much more adept to seeing them. Mm-hmm. And I find that creepy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, insidious was the only, the other thing is insidious is the only movie that I've ever had to take a breakthrough to breathe, like just to take a breath. Man, like, um, really? I, yeah, so I watched this with my brother. Um, uh, probably the year it came out or whatever. We were on the couch. Mm-hmm. I I bought the D, the Blu-ray. Um, we were we were sitting here and we we're just like just chilling out. And then half about halfway through, I don't even know where it was. And I'm gonna tell you this: it's the it's the score. The score of the of Insidious. The score is pretty is, creepy. Yeah, that that is, like shrill. Uh, string that, sound. that violin strings mm-hmm. yeah um yeah, yeah absolutely just chills you to the bone will uh cut you to pieces if you're not paying attention mm-hmm. uh, or yeah, even yeah. if you are paying attention but it begs it it absolutely grips you and it, it begs your attention like mm-hmm. it's coming for you <laughs> and yeah so we got to about halfway through the movie like almost either just over the hump or right before the hump and um my brother turns to me and i was gonna ask him and he looks at me and he goes can we take like five minutes? And I go, yes, we can. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. It is the scariest, like to me, it was the scariest first time I've ever sat through a film. Mm. And like, I thought about okay. putting it on, like I thought about watching this last night uh, for this mm-hmm. podcast. And I was like, I can't, I can't in good conscience do this right before I go to bed. Cause I know what it'll do to me. I've seen the movie mm. probably two or three times. And even in the, the rewatches of the film, it still gives me heart palpitations. Like it still mm-hmm. like is able to raise my heartbeat to that level. And I believe this was on like a, like the scientific 
uh, like uh, chart. I no, think what, wasn't it? Sin- it was Sinister was number one. Sinister was number one, but Insidious mm-hmm. was like two or three. Like oh, really? it was literally right okay. below. Yeah, there's like a top ten of like the scariest movies, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. scientifically speaking, of all yeah, time. Yeah. And Insidious was on that. Like Sinister to me, I I don't find Sinister. Like I I didn't really. I care think for it. it, it, it <laughs> oh. I love I like Ethan Hawke. I love Scott Derrickson, and I just mm-hmm. I expected so much more out of that film. Maybe it's because really? it had okay. such a a lot of people talking about it, but yeah, it just did mm-hmm. not do it. I have thought too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- it's interesting that that you say that about Insidious because for me that's kind of The Conjuring. So there have only been two movies that have genuinely scared me. The first one was Paranormal Activity. I remember the final scene in that movie when I was in the theater. I think I screamed, but I'm not sure because everyone else did too. <laughs> I, I love that you, like, it's, I think I screamed. Like, I am not certain that yeah, that noise I, came from me. Like, yeah, yeah, it, I cannot it, confirm <laughs> or deny the presence of that noise was mine. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so, and the second one was The Conjuring. Um, and, and on first watch, I thought Paranormal Activity was scarier. But on subsequent rewatches, The Conjuring retained more of its scariness. And after I brought the after I bought the Blu-ray and I watched it a bunch of times, it was mo- it was months, maybe even a year or two, before I could watch it uh, by myself in the dark, which is how I often watch horror movies. Uh, th- there would always come a time when I would just I- I'd have to turn the lights on. Uh, usually at the scene where where the mother she's she's in her room and the ghost of Bathsheba kind of floats it floats you know into the frame above her. I think that yeah, is one after, of the scariest scenes. That's when Lorraine is outside. It's when doing laundry the and, then and then the, the sheet. Yeah, the yeah. Sheet flies up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that scene, like for the longest time, every time I would get to around there, I, I would have to turn the lights on. I mean, now, you know, 10 years later, I, I, I'm immune to it enough that, that I can watch it all the way through without turning the lights on. But for the longest time, I couldn't. So uh, I get the paranormal activity thing, and I, I kind of agree with this. But what it is in paranormal activity that probably drives me freaking insane and probably is the number one reason that the effect of that movie works so, so widely is... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the sound like they raised the the volume on the thing so that you can hear the hum that low level hum and it's almost mm-hmm. like a white noise so it's it's kind of calming you while you're expecting something to come mm-hmm. and it's providing that sort of anticipatory mm-hmm. uh reaction that you're going mm-hmm. to have that you know you're going to have and mm-hmm. i could i could totally understand where paranormal because especially like the first time actually it's almost every time i watch any of those paranormal activities it's like right before bed and i'm like <laughs> i'm like I'm going to have a fan on. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm watching cartoons. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you got to have a plan in place, you know, to, to get your mindset mm-hmm. out of that. So I kind of get that. Uh, I, other than Insidious, I don't know that I've had that sort of reaction to, to another movie. Like uh, there are, don't get me wrong. There have been times where I've like absolutely like screamed out loud or a whole, you know, yelled, Holy shit or, or something like mm-hmm. that. But, Outside of Insidious, I really can't think of any. Like to the idea was that I didn't I didn't get excited. I didn't have to take, you know, like a minute with something else that I might have screamed through or screamed at. But like mm-hmm. 
this literally like I had to stop and go outside. My brother was have my brother was like, I need a cigarette. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't smoke, but I'll go outside with you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Like we were both just hyped up. Mm-hmm. And um that was yeah, that just um it, it's a it just gave me that reaction. I was like, holy shit. And I do think I do think that maybe even my brother was one of the was probably the first person to point out the ghosts to me. He was like, um he was like, is there something in the back? And I'm like I was like, yeah, yeah, you might be right. And then as they started to slowly creep in, and then like the boy in the the corner. Oh, you mean in the closet? You know? no, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Uh. Okay, so she's doing laundry, and she walks past the laundry room, and he's just standing there. Like if you're just if you're just not paying attention, you're not going to really notice it. But like he is just there, like he is just standing there. Hmm. Uh, and you just don't. Top of head, I don't remember that. Oh man, I'm gonna have to find you an image because you're gonna be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's that's in the movie," and yeah, yeah, he's just standing there, like, um, mm-hmm. and it is. It's just like, it's just alarming. You're just, mm-hmm. you're just. Uh, is that when? Uh, is that when uh, tiptoe tiptoe through the tulips is playing? I think so. Yeah, yeah, because he's the tiptoe through the tulips kid. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. that's the. But the, oh yeah, it's it, it the same. But it is the same kid who like runs and hides in the closet. Thing. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's the same. Kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I, I I think I know. Yeah, I I think I, I do know what you're talking about. I I I have to watch it again to and I have to watch that scene again to to remember if if I caught him. But I think yeah, I think I did actually. Yeah, it's the dancing boy is what they call mm-hmm. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's next to an he's next to an ironing table. Like as she's walking through the laundry room, she's got a laundry basket in her, mm-hmm. like on her side. Okay, and yeah, he's yeah. just standing there. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 is pretty creepy when when a ghost yeah. is just standing there and the characters don't see them. You know. And talking about oh, tiptoe sure. through the tulips for me <laughs> when I watch Insidious. That song is. I actually find that song creepier than than the violin. Have you ever seen Tiny Tim's movie, uh, Blood Harvest? I've never seen his movie. I've seen him perform the song, and he's creepy as hell. (laughs) My mother met him at a rest stop in New Hampshire. Uh, Really? (laughs) Yeah. uh, She just noticed it. Like, I mean, he's he's got a unique look. Well, yeah, Um, yeah. So you really can't miss him. He was coming. He was coming out of the bathroom, and she was like, "Oh my god!" You know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is she yeah. a, is she a fan of Tiny Tim? I mean, she sort of grew up through that era of music. So my guess is that she knew the song and okay, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, yeah. But if you've never seen Blood Harvest, too, Blood Harvest is uh, Tiny Tim as a killer clown. It's very almost like precursor to Terrifier and the Joker. Like it, it just feels hmm. like. Okay. These other clowns stole stuff from him because uh, he is very creepy in it. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Let's let's talk a little bit about. There was one other aspect of this that I really I really enjoy, and it's uh, mm-hmm. the whole connection between one L and and one. Oh, because no, okay. Yeah, they have worked together like basically like I don't know whether they saw. came out of the same school or something. Well, not just Saw, but like I, I, Saw was also there like there was a precursor to Saw that was like a short film. The short, yeah, yeah um, I heard of that. that they worked together on uh Yeah, I, I think they did go to film school together. I I I, th- I think I remember hearing that. 
So it's yeah. yeah so it's uh, the saw short saw. Uh, I think I don't know that one L actually wrote the saw. The rest of the saws. Uh, no, no. I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty but sure then, they were. Yeah, just then. There's this movie called Doggy Heaven, <laughs> which is about a guy <laughs> that goes to uh, heaven of dogs instead of that. And guess who is the director and the writers? James Wait, Wan and Lee Wan L. Wait, James and, Wan. Hold on a second. And guess who stars in it? Lynn Shay. Wait, because I did <laughs> I did an article. Wait, is 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 that a a feature length movie? No, it's a short. Oh, a short. Okay. Got yeah, it. it's a short Got film. It. It's like ten minutes okay. long, I think, is what okay. the, the IMDb said. Um, but yeah, Lynn Shay stars in it with Lee Wanell. And then uh, this is two thousand and eight. This is uh, just a video. Hmm. Okay. Um, then after Doggy Heaven, what comes out? Insidious. <laughs> did uh, did Lee Winnell work on uh, Dead Silence with James Wan? Yes, all? yes. I'm sorry, I skipped okay. Dead Silence. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. right before Doggy Heaven. Okay. Um, I, I, what do you think of Dead Silence? Because I think it's just, I think it's stupid fun, and I kind of think it's like precursor to malignant stuff. Like yeah, it's a just little bit over the top. Yeah. So, so Dead Silence, I enjoy it. But I totally get why people hate it. I think oh, it has too. some big problems. But, oh, every, but on my, the brother, whole, my brother watched it, it for cool. the first time, like maybe two weeks. This is my other brother, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, watched it for the first time a few weeks ago. And he says to me, he goes, Donnie Wahlberg is always on his electric razor. Every time he's in a scene where he doesn't know what to do, he just pulls out the thing again. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I don't know what to do with that information. But like, he, like, you can do shots to it because that's how often he does it. So, all right, next time we're just some dead to silence. Uh, do shots. Yeah, just yeah. a drinking game for dead silence, I guess. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. That. I mean, you know, I have nothing to do this weekend, so. You know, there you go. Hey. Yeah. Well. Do do some yeah. shots to dead silence and it's exactly exactly one, you know just tear one off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Lee Winnell and James Wan, I think, make a really good writing and directing. Um, I think they, they knocked out of the park with Saw. Um, I think they you know knocked out of the park with uh, Insidious. Uh, did a decent enough job with Dead Silence. Um, but so I, mean, well, I, I just I like Lee Winnell just by himself too. Like I think oh yeah no, he's great man and um, man was fantastic. I, I never Upgrade. saw Upgrade, but that's like oh that's you didn't one see of the it. I, yeah, I gotta do it. Oh, I'm a bad fan. But um, but yeah, I mean, genre film wise, Lee Winnell is like mm-hmm. he just he just kills it, and then James yeah. Wan's like, I'm gonna do a Fast and Furious. I I mean, you know, he, <laughs> he wants to you know spread his wings a little bit. Yeah, I don't blame him. You know, yeah, yeah. can't stay in one genre forever. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. What about his Aquaman movie? Do you really <laughs> do you really want to talk about it or? Uh, let's not. Let's not. Okay. Wait, did, did you see his Fast and the Furious? Uh, yes, I, I, I love Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so the, the only such... Fast and the Furious movie I've seen is the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. Okay, all right. That, I, I thought I, that was okay. I did think it was bad. Um, I thought it was it's bad. not great. It's uh, it's the great. five is the best. Like I think is the best Fast and the Furious. Is that uh, Tokyo watch, Drift? Like, no, that's three. Oh, um, which so, one's five? Five is they go to Brazil uh, and they steal a, a vault 
uh, from this. Uh, who who is it? I I can see his face. I can't think of his name. Um, but I think he comes back in Hobbs. I think he's in Hobbs and Shaw. Or is that no? Maybe it's just Fast Six. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure the whichever the, one it, I know because it's the Rock and they end up in the jail cell to break the dude out. And I can't remember if it's if it's oh, is, is it Furious movies or if it's Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's Fast and Furious because I don't think they. I mean, I only saw Hobbs and Shaw once, and that was you know when it came right, out. Fair years enough. Ago. Yeah, it's probably but, it's probably one of the fast. I should go yeah. back through those. They are like that's <laughs> the thing is like I those those movies are just such just a silly dumb guilty pleasure for me. Like okay. I, the first one I was act, like. I remember seeing the first one in theater. I saw the first one in theater a few times because I just, I thought it was good. Like the first time I saw it, I thought it was good. Second time I saw it, I was like, this is not great. <laughs> and then, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then from there, it, it kind of waned a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of advertising in those movies. <laughs> the first really? movie where he's like, you want a Corona? Hands the kid a hat, like a half thing. It's already drank mm-hmm. out of. He's like, "You get out of my house. You don't deserve my beer." And then he turns around. He's like, "Hey, you want?" And gives beer? him his beer. <laughs> gives another guy his beer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all, right, all right. Well, back to uh, back yeah, to yeah, yeah. Insider, is, I was gonna say considering right, the, to the next point because I've told you all the reasons I love Insidious, and you really, I'm not getting any feedback here, JP. Come on. Yeah. So I mean, for, so. so <laughs> Okay, so for me, at the end of the day, um, the, 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 the two things that make The Conjuring better are, number one, it's scarier, which we kind of already talked about. And number two, it's just, we kind of touched on this a bit, but I just think it's a better story. Um, and for me, at the end of the day, and, and we, I know we, we, we talked about this a bit the, the first time we kind of debated this in, in Slack, I think it was back in the day. Was it Slack? Uh, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. That was Slack No, I think it was like the first time we even <laughs> just talked about it at all. It was, it was probably the first time we spoke. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And, um, and, 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 and for me, you know, like movies are stories at the end of the day. And so if you give me a better story... I'm generally gonna like the movie better. Uh, so, like, for, for with with other, you know, kind of similar questions of this movie versus that movie. For me, generally, my answer comes down to which one has the better story. Um, and so, I think Conjuring has a better story than Insidious. So, I get where you're coming from. I get that you like the story of Conjuring better. Mm-hmm. For me, I look at Insidious and I see a campfire tale as opposed to a full-fledged story. Let's let's put it like um, we're looking at a maybe I, – I don't want to put it in these terms, but like sort of the – do you know like when they call it uh, how, how like the name Giallo came about? I mean, it's like yellow. For those movies. It's the, the, the it means yellow. Yeah, it was so yeah. it was the color of the books. Like they yeah. they had books and they, they were just they were yellow and they were like, oh, you don't yeah. want those. Those are the giallo books, um, which meant that <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were trash, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's sort of how giallos got their name. And I kind of look at this. I kind of look at Insidious in a similar fashion, and the idea that it is it's kind of trash. It's kind of trashy. I'm fine with that. Um, okay. All right, so it's kind of like it's the yellow box versus the conjuring, which has got that like we're rotten tomatoes certified, you know, like, <laughs> like kind of like mm-hmm. locale on it or whatever. Like, so it's mm-hmm. 
it's just the like that's sort of the thing. The for me, um, I would rather. I think the replayability value in Insidious is so much higher than that of The Conjuring, um, mm. based on the fact that like it just gets tired after a while. Like especially like for me, like I said, the third act. I think the third act of The Conjuring mm-hmm. just kind of like poots out and um the third act of insidious i just think winds up and it's it's totally fun and there's so many places and i think that's the thing that gets me there's so many places that insidious could go um Mm -hmm. i've told you this before i think that spin i think that insidious was ready for spinoffs after the first film but like sony i guess for whatever reason didn't want to go there i guess they'd rather spend Mm -hmm. time with spider-man and craven the hunter oh my god craven the hunter right have you seen Interesting that trailer tra- yet? I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was not I, on whole, I, lo- I was not expecting that. Yeah, I, I, it was weird, but I, I liked it overall. <laughs> yeah, no, no, same. I was like, it, it was just unexpected. You know what I, I was like? I was not yeah, ready for the R-rated entry. You don't normally expect, you know, Marvel superheroes to bite people's faces off. Oh, right? Like just that, <laughs> that nose scene in the helicopter or whatever. Yeah. I was like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> anyway yeah so i i think that this was ready for spinoffs but i think nobody knew what to do with this franchise I, I i don't understand why because it was it was so primed it had so many places that it could go and now that i think we talked about this a few weeks ago but i think it actually got cut from our from our podcast because we, we were just so uh we were so over time oh yeah <laughs> i know what you're talking something. about mm-hmm. but um Camille, Najani and Camille Nanjiani, I think is pronounced. I think is it? I, I, you might be right. You probably at least, probably. or at the very least, that that's how one YouTuber that I follow pronounces it. You're probably like I said. <laughs> so... I am not. I am not good. I apologize yeah. in advance. And uh, mm-hmm. Mandy Moore, who whom I, uh, I, I, I think you pronounced that one right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I. I suck. All right. I suck. <laughs> no, I, I just said you pronounced that. I one mean, right. no disrespect though. I, pro- I, I definitely mean no disrespect. Uh, cause I love, um, I love his performances in just about everything. We, we talked about it. I love, I love Stuber. Um, mm-hmm. and I loved him in uh, central intelligence. I love his stand up. I watch his stand up quite, quite a lot too. Mm, okay. Um, so yeah, um, uh, big fan and I hope that movie does well and I will probably be front row. Well, probably not front row because that's really close. But um, yeah, you know, yeah. Why would you do that to yourself when it comes out? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, you know, it it should be coming out uh, the day this episode drops. No, that's the that's the next one. No, it comes You're out July seventh. No, the Mandy Moore's in the Red Door. I thought that was. Oh no, that's a spinoff. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Never mind. That's right. Oh, I am. Um, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Man. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> it is. It is. It's you know. It, it's. Almost eight o'clock. You know, super super late. You know, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so anyway, the red door will be out the day that this. uh, Mm. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you you gonna go see that one? It's a good question. My, (laughs) I just told you where I was in my week this week uh, Mm -hmm. with uh, Chattanooga Film Festival. But I've also like so on the back end of this, and I'm gonna try to 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 do a few things for, um, is. Soho Horror Fest as a So Home Pride, and this is So Home Pride weekend, and I, okay. I kind of wanted to, you know, I kind of wanted to do that too. So I, um, 
I might be, I might be taking on some of the films from there. I've already had a couple of people reach out and ask me if I was doing it. So, um, yeah, shout out to uh, Bliss of Evil. So I'm psyched to see that. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, I think we've, uh, you know, we're at almost the 50 minute mark. Uh, is there anything else you're, you're dying to say about these movies? Insidious Rocks. Conjuring Sucks. Uh, no. Conjuring Rules. <laughs> Insidious uh, <Rules>. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, I, I think we've pretty much, you know, we, we've said our piece about these movies, and now it's up to the fans to decide. Yes, you know, that's that's <laughs> going to be the, the fun part, is the, the 20 people that might listen to this podcast, which, you know what, thank you, 20 people. You are the best. It's, it's that many? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's, sometimes oh, wow. it's a little more, sometimes it's a little less. But, all right, uh, all right. It's, cool. it's nice. Cool. It's nice to know where, you, you know, that you, we have... You know what? To be honest with you, it's nice to be known to have one fan. So it's yeah, it's, you know, it's better than most you. people. Um. Yeah. All right. So, what are we talking about next week, JP? I don't know. It's your week. That's right. It sure <laughs> as shit is. <laughs> I mean, if you can't think of anything, you know. Oh no! If, I, if, I, if you want to just I give the week it. to me. <laughs> no. No, oh, why would I do that? Uh, well, um, I don't know if you'll be able to find this one. So if you can't, I, uh, I'll, I will help I'll you probably out. be able to find it. I, I have ways. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will I'm not, not going to say anything um, else. <laughs> uh, so do you remember our first, uh, our first foray into, into this podcast, what we tried to do? What do you mean? It never, exactly. it never aired. Let's put it that way. We 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 were trying some stuff out. We were gonna. Oh yeah, yeah. Work for this thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you remember what it was? Like, it's okay. You can give it away. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it was Halloween. Oh, oh. Then maybe not the first one. Maybe it was the second one. <laughs> oh no. All right. It um, was Jaws. It was. It was Jaws. It was the second one. Okay. <laughs> So, um, I have found a film that is a spoof of Jaws. Okay. It's called Blades, and it takes place on a golf course. And there's sharks. I did not say that. What's it called? Blades? It's called Blades, yes. B-L-A-D-E-S. Blades. Okay. Like the vampire killer, but multiple? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like the vampire killer, but multiple. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I will send you some information on it, and yes, it's I. You can get it on Blu-ray through Vinegar Syndrome. I will um, not get it on Blu-ray from Vinegar. You Syndrome. probably won't because because that's you. Um, yeah. But my God, I had so much fun watching this movie, JP, and you're gonna hate it. So, <laughs> but you know, it's you know, it's the middle of July or when that when we get to this movie uh mm-hmm. it will be the middle of july um everybody watches jaws let's watch mm-hmm. let's watch this one instead and just go with it because i i had a time so i'm very much looking forward to this episode okay <laughs> <laughs> there he is thinking about how he's gonna get me back already yeah, okay um all right. <clears throat> all right i guess uh i guess i'll see you in two weeks yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Oh, and also, uh, you know, if you guys want to find our writings, um, horrobsessive.com. That is the best website on the internet.
So check it out. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>